So last night the Lord told me to go to Psalm 32. And Psalm 32 says that my bones were all dried out until I confessed my sin to the Lord. And then it goes on to say that you don't want to be a mule or a, a horse that has to be dragged with a bit in your mouth. So the Lord is saying to us today, what is stopping you from coming all the way into my presence? What is hindering you from wanting all of my spirit, says God? What is stopping you from chasing after God today? If you sin, if you have sin, then you run to my throne and you confess your sin because I am faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins. So if your bones are dry and you can't get out the aisle and dance or shake a tambourine or bow back and forth, then confess your sin and get up out of your seats because the Spirit of God is here to set you free. Hallelujah. Tony Davison's father. He and Alberta, his wife, she went home to be with the Lord uh, a bit ago, but he passed away this week. So I just ask that you would keep Pastor Tony and her family in prayer, and they will be opening children's and youth ministry next week. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But, uh, she has to go walk through this little moment. And uh, Pastor Jerry, that was his name, Pastor Jerry Smith, he uh, knew God so well, and he and Alberta were part of our EACM network for so many years. And so keep the family in your prayers because uh, 
How many of you have gone through some loss this year? Amen. And so it's hard. And so we just want to pray for her. Amen. All right. I just want to take a moment. And if you're watching on live stream or you're sitting here in the sanctuary, there are those that even after all this praise and worship and the presence of God is so strong in this place. They don't know Jesus. We know about Jesus. We see all that he does. But we don't have that personal relationship. So I want to give us an opportunity. Maybe some people need to know him for the first time and invite him into their heart. Maybe some of us have to recommit our lives. And that's all good. And he loves every bit of it. Amen? How many of you know that Jesus loves when people just pour out their heart to him? So join me this morning and pray with me that if you don't know him, you find him this morning. But if you do know him, then he just shows up and shows off in your life. Say, Jesus, thank you for what you did for me. You died. But more important, you rose again. Come in. I give you my heart. I rededicate my heart the best way I know how. So meet me. Take over. Be Lord. And I thank you. I praise you. I just need to know you. Hallelujah. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. How many of you know the angels are partying? That's right. When souls come to Christ, they, got, they have a party. Imagine if we got so passionate about spreading the gospel that we just kept them partying all day and night. Amen? Hallelujah. I also want to say that beginning this Tuesday, it'll be every Tuesday and Thursday throughout Election Day, we're going to have, remember Bishop talked about preventative prayer. All right, we're, gonna, we're gonna do preventative prayer, some more prayer. So if you would like to join us right here in the sanctuary every Tuesday, every Thursday morning, 6.30 in the morning till 8, we're going to be right here praying. We got morning, noon, and night covered, man. Look at your neighbors say, we are on it. That's right. But we're going to keep praying all through and 6.30 to 8. Two days a week, you can come one of the days, you can come both of the days, you can come for a part of it. We just want everybody who can to join us and be praying. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Well, I want to share with you this morning a word, and I won't belabor it and be long before you, but I, I just heard this 
And I grabbed it as a title, Listening Past the Noise. Listening past the noise. Going past it. And I want to share about that this morning. Because we got a lot of noise in this hour, don't we? How many of you would say a lot of noise? A <laughs> lot of voices, a lot of opinions, a lot of this and a lot of that. And plus our everyday pressures. A lot of noise. And when I was praying, this is what the Lord spoke to me. He says, yeah, there is a lot of noise today. But he said, I'm louder. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you thank God he's louder? He's louder than the noise. What exactly does this new era stuff mean? How many of you are kind of over with all the new jargon? New era and stay safe and whatever. But I began to look that up because I said, God, you've even said it's a new day, a new time. And God said it's an awakening. It's an awakening to the true ecclesia, the true church. I said, well, God, what have we had up till now? He said, you just had church. He said, but I'm shaking everything that can be shaken. How many of you have been feeling that? Woo! He said, but the true ecclesia. He says, I'm drawing that line. I'm drawing that line in the sand. He goes and then he, he says, you're either going to be really knowing me or you ain't. You're either going to be really for me or you ain't. I said, well, Lord, I is. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I is. I don't want to be part of the ain'ts. Because he said, I am the king of glory. And I'm revealing myself to people. And I want to tell you something. A lot of us are going through junk. How many of you going through? Because if you ain't, I'm going to pray you do. How many of you going through? That's right, but you're going through. You ain't stopping. You're going through. And I want to tell you something. That's when he speaks really loud. How many of you have heard the voice of the Lord? He's either in a thought in your mind. It's a, someone talking to you that says something and you know that was God. He's speaking today. Look with me at 1 Kings chapter 19. And let's look at verse 11 and 12. Because I want us to get this understanding that God is speaking to us. How many of you even watching live stream, you know God is telling you something. You know, God is up to something. That's become kind of a catchphrase for me, is God keeps telling me I'm up to something. Look at this. 
He said, go outside and stand on the mountain before Adonai. And right then and there, Adonai went past. A mighty blast of wind tore the mountains apart, broke the rocks in pieces before Adonai, but Adonai wasn't in the wind. Wow. After the wind came an earthquake, but Adonai wasn't in the earthquake. After the earthquake, fire broke out, but Adonai wasn't in the fire. And after the fire came a quiet, subdued voice. He's speaking. He's speaking in all of it. He just gets to choose which one he wants to be the loudest in. We're looking at all the stuff that's going around, all the noise, and we're saying, oh, my word, look at, there's earthquakes, there's fires breaking out. How many of you know everything that verse says is happening? And yet people are going, I don't know, where's the Lord? And he's in that quiet, still voice. See, he's louder. He's louder than the earthquakes. He's louder than the shaking. He's louder than the wind. He's louder than the fire. He's louder than your circumstance. Well, Dr. Cheryl, do you know what I'm going through? It don't matter. I'm probably going through it too. <laughs> right? He's louder. See, God said to me, he goes, I am forming you. He's forming you. He's preparing you. And you're like going, am I not prepared enough? Haven't I gone through enough? Don't I have to deal with enough? How much louder does he have to get? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You know, that's hard to say, but can you say it? Whatever it takes. I just want God. I don't want convenience. I like convenience. I'm glad we've got uh, electricity. Some folk don't have electricity this morning, right, Pastor Margaret? That's right, Southfield. I don't know if all of it or some of it's out. But I like electricity, but if God is in it, I don't care. If God wants to use something different, good. Sometimes he's using your job or a lack of a job to prepare you. Sometimes he's using your kid to prepare you. Sometimes he's using your marriage or your mate to prepare you. Whatever it takes. He's the king of glory. The king of glory. I mean, we think we understand. We can't even fathom. That still, quiet voice. We're in a season of alignment and rest. 
We're in a season of reset. You go, I don't find much rest. It just depends how you respond. Can you rest amidst the noise? Knowing him. Knowing him. That just takes you to another level. Knowing him. Not reading 10 scriptures. Although it's good to read your scriptures. Not getting before God with your list. You know, I keep telling people, you ain't a candy store. I'll take one of those and one of those and a bit of that. He is God. He is judge of the universe. He's the one that died and rose again and forgave your sin. He throws your sin as far as the east is from the west. He's God. A season of reset. What's he resetting? Why is he bringing everything into alignment? Because it's so out of alignment. Look at Isaiah 6.10. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they, now look at this, see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. That's why. He's bringing everything into alignment so that we hear with our ears, see with our eyes, and experience a different heart. How many of you know in this season you've had a heart change about a lot of stuff? How many of you look at toilet paper different than you ever did? Still, too, right? How many of you look at paper towel differently? And how about some hand sanitizer? What's that place? Ba bath and Body Works? They used to have so much of it that there were tubs and they'd throw it on sale because they couldn't get rid of it. I bet now they haven't got any. We look at things differently, don't we? We're looking at all these things that we take for granted. Now, I get the hand sanitizer, I get the paper towel, but I don't understand the toilet paper. Still don't. Anybody that's watching by live stream, if you get it, man, chat with me here. I don't get the toilet paper still. But I want to tell you, he's changing our hearts. He's aligning us. Look at, look at what he's saying to us here in Isaiah 6.10. Put that back up for a minute. Lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart. See, when you begin to hear, and you begin to see, and you begin to experience that heart change, then you get healed. 
You get healed. You get healed in your emotions. You get healed. You don't, you're not anxious about every little thing because you just know God's got you. Because your heart's getting healed. Because you're beginning to see like you never saw. You're hearing like you never heard. Well, why, why am I still going through stuff? Why am I still sick? You are coming through. Don't stay there. I don't care what you see with your natural eyes. Don't stay there. Keep moving. I'm moving, Lord. I ain't staying here. See, he's just trying to separate the men from the boys and the girls from the women. Who's really getting this? Who's really with a hunger and a passion? Who's really got this understanding of repentance? Hello? I know. I know people have said to me, ministers have stopped me and said, Pastor Cheryl, this repentance thing, okay? I'm getting to where I'm repenting for wearing two wrong colored socks. That's okay. If God lays it on your heart to repent, repent. Because it's a gift to you. It's a gift to you. Listen to what I'm saying. It's not your good idea. It's not because you just walk around going, I'm going to repent, I'm going to repent. It's a gift to us. He calls it the gift of repentance. So that means it's a gift. It's given to us. It's put on us. And when we sense it, start repenting. Because everybody don't get the gift. Well, what do you mean? I don't get it. Everybody don't listen with ears to hear. Everybody don't see with eyes to see. And everybody ain't walking around with a heart change. Every church that's full of people don't mean that they're all going. Hello? Well, I don't care if you don't agree. Because my Bible says that this gate is narrow. So I know one thing we all ain't getting through at once. He's drawing a line in the sand, I'm telling you. He's tipping the scales of justice to see who's for him and who's against him. And I want to tell you where it starts. It starts with the justice part. It starts with love. Are we going to love every person, no matter what they're about? No matter what race, no matter what they think or believe, are we going to love them? Because we ain't getting through no gate otherwise. Hello. See, some of us don't even know we're not being just. You got to ask God to show you. I had to ask God to show me. Because I don't even see my own. I said, show me. Show me where I'm not being just. And he began to show me and I just wept. And I repented and I said, change me. And he's given me such a passion for justice. That I'm like going, wow. And then he's led me to books. And he's led me to understanding. And I'm like, Lord, where have I been? 
How many of you say, I know? He said, it's a time where you're going to see my power demonstrated like never before. But can you listen past the noise? Can you listen past COVID-19? Can you listen past racial unrest? Can you listen past all the fires and the earthquakes and the natural phenomena? Can we listen past all the crazy rioting? Can we listen past Antifa and all the uh, spooky conspiracy theories? Can you listen to him? Because it's all coming at you from everywhere. Can you listen past your mate driving you crazy? Can you listen past all your kids and their issues? Can you listen past this and that and what's going on? Yeah. Listen. Listen past all the noise in the atmosphere. Focus. Focus. You know, like the other day, man, I mean, we've had gone through some stuff this week. And so I've just, I'm running around trying to pull all the ends together. And finally, I'm in the kitchen and I'm throwing a load of wash in. And the Lord says, Are you listening? I just dropped the clothes. <laughs> I just looked up. I said, I'm listening. He said, Good. Just wanted to see. <laughs> Hello? He said, I just want you focused. You know, I don't know about you, but I have never been one to really think uh, I have any kind of ADHD or I've always, you know, been supportive and run to the race of helping those that do. But man, how many of you think you might have some? <laughs> I mean, I'm like the other day in prayer and I'm praying and all of a sudden, oh, and I'm thinking about that and this. And, and I'm like, oh, man, focus. It's a, it's a ploy of the enemy in this hour to get you off, to get you looking over here and to get you go, oh, my God, there. And oh, what do I do there? And just, okay, you know what? And that's where God just began to show me. He goes, Hashem is in control. Hashem, that's the Hebrew for God. Hashem is in control. And the more I began to study that, do you know that every good Jewish family teaches that to their children from the womb? They teach their kids. They teach them while they're in their belly. Little one, Hashem is in control. I wouldn't doubt they come out saying it. Hashem is in control. <laughs> Hashem is in control. And the more you say it, the more you understand, and the more you keep believing it. And when something comes up, you go, mm, Hashem is in control. God is in control. We just got to know it and keep saying it amidst all the noise. It, whatever it takes for you for me it's I just start uttering his name I just start saying Jesus 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 
and it brings me right back into focus. Can we listen past all the unrest? You know, I don't care what we think or say. You gotta, you gotta admit one thing. In this whole craziness of this season, it has not just affected America. It's not just hit Michigan or Tulsa or California or Oregon or uh, Seattle. It has hit the earth. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. Every nation in the world has been affected. God has shut down. You know, how many of you have heard the teaching on the mountains, the seven mountains? God has shut down every mountain and affected it with this thing. That's crazy. I mean, we think we're effective when the whole state is shut down. The whole world has been shut down at one moment or another. That's crazy. Did you ever even think you would be alive to see that? Every mountain, business, businesses are all affected. And my prayer is, God, if they're a godly business, flourish them. And if they're ungodly, bring them down. He's shutting them down. Government, tell me that God ain't dealing with the government. Tell me. You may hear all the voices louder, but nope, he's the loudest. And he's working behind the scenes, under, over, on every side. Education. We're having to take a look finally at how disgusting our educational system has been. And now every system is looking at education going, okay, what are we doing? Who but God could put our children back in their homes to have to have their parents teach them? Parents got to teach their kids something. Gee, that's novel. Listen, you're talking to an educator. For years, as I taught school, I had to listen to parents say, what do you think I give them to you for? That's your job. You educate them. I'm only with them a certain amount of the day. I said, excuse me, I get them six hours. You get them the other 18. <laughs> parents got to teach children. Now, granted... I'm not talking about abusive homes. I'm not talking about those that are struggling with their parents and being messed up. Those, I wish, my heart wrenches, and I wish I could reach out and just grab them all and bring them here. But I'm talking about parents, the average parent who has had to say, okay, i got to teach my kids something now. I've had so many parents say, Dr. Cheryl, you got any ideas? <laughs> sure, come on. And just go back to teaching them. Teaching them how to be great human beings and love. Wow. And how about religion? Did God mess with religion this season? He's shutting down churches that are dead. 
some he just never reopened. Some, they're good churches and he's going to open them when it's time. Whatever, but only God could have done this. Only God. Entertainment. Holy Jesus. Hollywood, they, you don't even hear nothing. The biggest theaters in the country are going out of business. And how about sports? Uh-oh, I know I just touched a chord. God's dealing. I'm sorry, but nobody needs to make a zillion dollars throwing a pigskin around. I'm sorry, nobody needs to make a zillion dollars bouncing a ball. Nobody needs to make a zillion dollars taking a bat and hitting a ball. Come on. Only God. I understand they all think they deserve it. But if they deserve it, then people that raise children ought to be paid a zillion dollars. Look with me at this clip for a minute, because I want to bring out a major point here. It's from the movie Race, and it's about Jesse uh, Evans, who, the long jumper. Awesome, awesome, awesome movie if you get a chance to see it. But this is just exactly going to speak to this word. Jesse Owens, magnificent athlete, loved the Lord. And how many of you could tell he had a lot of voices clamoring? A lot of voices. That was when the Olympic Games were in Germany and Hitler was there watching. And Hitler had made a way that the two Jewish athletes for the Olympics that year had been disqualified. But he couldn't disqualify Jesse. How many of you know that no matter what, we got to hear him? We got to press through and listen, no matter the voices, no matter all the clamoring in our ear, no matter what we're seeing with our eyes, we got to see God deal with us first. We got to hear his voice. Listen to me this morning, because now is the greatest time in the church. Not 10 years ago. Not 40 years ago. Not 55, 100 years ago. And believe me, I get it. I grew up at a church where the woman of God was the pastor, Pastor Myrtle Beale. Pastor Trish and I both grew up in that church. And I want to tell you something. We thought that was the greatest move of God. <laughs> we thought there'll never be another move like this. That woman would preach for 20 minutes and half of it in tongues. And the whole church would be at the altar crying out, at the altar weeping and repenting. And I couldn't even tell you half the time what she said. But the Spirit of God had us focused, had us listening. 
And that was the same time when there was a lot of unrest in this city. A lot of the unrest in the nation again. So what? So what? Shut it all out and get with him. Because this season right now is the greatest season of the church. But guess what? I ain't talking about a building. It's the greatest season of you. Because you're the church. It's the greatest season where if you get ears to hear and eyes to see and let them change your heart, you are going to experience the greatest season. Because we're the church. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm it. I'm the church. This building may someday cease to exist. So what? It's a building. It's not a monument. We're the church. This is the greatest time. God is shaking up everything. He's shaking you right to your core because he's cleansing and he's purifying. He's taking you through some hard stuff because he's cleansing and purifying. He's making us take a look at ourselves. And I want to tell you something. Nobody can change you but Jesus. You can't change you. Nobody else can. Your mother can't change you. Lord knows we've tried. Your dad can't change you. Your mate can't change you. Your kids can't change you. Jesus. So that tells me we got to take charge of our own lives. Stop doing this. They did this and they did that and she did this and he did that. Stop it. And humble yourself. Humble yourself. Get down on, the, on your face and say, I did this. Now you do something, God. I, I did this. I'm a mess. I'm doing stuff I shouldn't and I can't get victory. I don't know what's wrong. And he'll say, I do. And he'll change you. You know, I had preached years ago this word called, I, I think it was called glory pots. Some of you that were here back then, you know what I'm talking about. But my whole premise was that God makes every one of us little glory pots. And then he puts us out there. And we just shine his glory and I based it off of that scripture that the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And I used to say, God, how can that be? Because water really covers everything. He said, I know. And when you're out there as a real glory pot, you're covering a whole sphere. And then whoever else is around you that's a glory pot is covering a whole sphere. And you're just a bunch of glory pots because that's the only way my glory is going to cover the earth. Through my creation, you. How many of you are getting this this morning? You can only be a glory pot in this hour because he says... 
That's the prophetic word of the Lord everywhere in this world is God's glory is fallen. Yeah, because God's filling us up to be glory pots. And we're everywhere in the earth. And wherever we are, we're going to shine his glory. We're going to shine his glory. Because I believe everyone's sitting here for sure and everyone watching by live stream, you want to be glory pots. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, I want to be a glory pot. That's right. Filled with his glory. Ready to jump on the minute somebody wants something of Jesus. Ready to jump on every opportunity. I don't care where you're at. Don't listen to the enemy. Oh, they're not going to listen to you. I was at the dollar store yesterday. And the little cashier was saying how he was like stressed out because he didn't know. How. I said, oh, here, wait a second. Jesus can help you. He says, well, you know, I go to church. Okay, good. Now be the church. And so I spent five minutes tell, telling him about it. And he said, okay, I get this. Good. See, glory just everywhere you go. The glory of the Lord. He's teaching you something in this hour. He's teaching you how to steward and manage what it is to be the real thing. Are you the real thing? Church, are you the real thing? He says, I'm going to give you three things. I'm going to give you an ear to hear. I'm going to give you my wisdom. And then he said something interesting to me. He said, can you, when you get into prayer for a change, can you say, hi, Lord, what's on your heart today? Whoa. Because we want to tell him what's on our hearts. We want to give him the lowdown like he doesn't know. So I sat in prayer for several mornings now going, good morning, Lord. What's on your heart today? Wow. And you know what? I just began to write and write and write what he was telling me. What's on his heart? See, he's saying, I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you an ear to hear, and I'm going to have you build what I want. Not what you want. I'm going to have you build what I want. How many of you know when it's what he wants, it's better? It's better than what you want. Because you get limited. He has no limits. Look with me at Ephesians 2.6. Listening past the noise. Look at this. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together. Can you see why you got to love justice? Because he wants us together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I said, wow. Show me something here. He says, I'm going to. He says, you're seated in heavenly places. So you got to listen past the noise. You got to live above the distractions. You got to live in a heavenly place with me above all the unrest, above all the junk that pulls you off, above all the drama, above all the act. 
activities of the earth. He goes, you're called to sit in heavenly places. Why? So you can look down with me and I can share with you what's on my heart. Look at Matthew 4, 4. We're going to close. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Don't you think it's interesting that Jesus was being tempted in this passage, right? But it's interesting that he brings us right back around in the midst of temptation. So in the midst of all the voices and the noise, he says, you can't live except by the word of God. He's saying to us, he's saying, get anchored. Get anchored in that word. Get anchored in that word so that nothing pulls you off. Get anchored in my word. Listen. I'm going to give you a real fast Hebrew lesson here. Because in the Hebrew Bible, that word says Tanakh. T-A-N-A-K-H. Tanakh. And what you need to understand is that that word in Matthew 4, 4, when he says the word, that Tanakh is the entire Hebrew Bible. Now, the Bible as we know it is different because the Hebrew Bible only is the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. But here, that word Tanakh is the body, the entire body of the Jewish scriptures. Be anchored in the Jewish scriptures. What does that mean? The Tanakh is broken into three parts. It's broken into the Torah, which is the first five books. It's broken into what they call the Nevim, which is the prophets. And it's broken up in the Ketuvim, which is the writings. And if you look at a real Jewish Bible, which I have one at home, it includes the Torah, the Kanim, but it includes a bunch of writings that they held sacred. There were a lot of wisdom. And he says... I studied that Bible. Jesus said that to me. He goes, I was grounded and anchored in the Hebrew Bible. I thought, yeah, that's right. You grew up a good little Jewish boy. He says, yes. He goes, become anchored in the sacred writings, in the scriptures. Get your Bibles out and know what it says. And get anchored in it. Because then when the winds blow, when the storm comes, when all the circumstances are there, and when all the noise is going, you're going, uh-uh, I don't care. Mm-mm. Hashem is in control. Mm-mm. Sorry, devil, not today. Hashem is in control. Hashem is in control. And just sing it and make that devil crazy. He says it's time for us to stop and listen past what the enemy is saying. Go past that. It's kind of like when you get in a plane and you sail 
And you sail and you keep sailing up and then finally you're just up there in the clouds and it's all past the noise. He says, I want you to get past what the enemy's doing. And he told me, I want to hear the sound of your ferocious faith. How many of you got some ferocious faith? I know some are going, I got a little bit of faith. That's okay. I've, I got a little dog at home. She's ferocious. Right? Say, I got ferocious faith. I got ferocious faith. Listen to me. We can never make history without Jesus. We can never make history without Jesus because it's his story. It's his story. So I don't care all the junk you see going on and everybody going, this is historical. No, without Christ, it's nothing. Because this is all about his story. Remember what I said when we started this morning. There's a lot of noise around us. But he spoke to me. My voice is louder. My voice, he says, is louder. Let's stand. just lift your hands this morning maybe you just need a heart change you can't do it but if you just release and you put your hands up as a sign of release and say God you do it I'm so done fighting and trying and I you know some of us our minds are blinded we don't even see it father this morning we release it all to you. We release the noise. We don't want to hear it anymore. All the noise around us, we silence it in the name of Jesus. Father, we just want to know you. I just bind our minds this morning to the mind of Christ. I bind our will to the will of God. Father, we just declare your word this morning. We bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus. Just start to pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, we need heart changes this morning. Come on, keep praying in the Holy Ghost. We need a heart change this morning. God, we can't do it on our own. And nobody else can do it for us. We need our hearts changed. Oh, come on, this is between you and God. Close your eyes, focus. Tell him you gotta have your heart changed. Oh, God, for those on live stream this morning, we need heart changes. Right where they're sitting, God, in their bedroom, in their living room. God, change them. Change us here, God. Only you can do it. God, we need eyes to see, we need wisdom. 
We need ears to hear, God. Jesus, you do it. You do it. You do it. Jesus. 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 God, I thank you for that gift of repentance. I thank you that right now, come on, keep praying. Don't stop. I thank you that right now, God, you're just causing the spirit of repentance to fall. And God, they're just crying out to you. You're showing them stuff, God. Let them repent. Let them repent, God. Jesus, we're asking for your Holy Spirit touch. I'm asking for a supernatural manifestation of your power, your power to change us. It's not nothing we do, God, but it's everything you are. Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Just begin to love on him this morning. Just begin to praise him. Just begin to worship him. of the Holy Ghost ignite fresh passion and fire as those seeds bring forth every blessing of the kingdom for a lost and dying world. He says, church, God has shaken everything to the core during this pandemic, sifting the tares from the wheat, bringing the remnant. Evangel, you're a part of the remnant to a platform of authority and power so there can be no more religious pretense no more form and fashion no more pride or prominence no more judgments but as God is face to face with us we should be face to face with each other God has given you evangel everything you need to get the work done he says, I hear the Spirit of God saying, Warriors, be strong and courageous, for this season belongs to you, church. Hallelujah! Woo! Ha! 
Hallelujah. Come on, can you give God a praise as we close?